0: what's up yo thanks for tuning in asian beaches down under the podcast all about sharing information and perspectives from the asian diaspora point of view in society and culture we encourage you to subscribe to our show by apple google or spotify or any podcast platform of your choice and we welcome our listeners to support our show by sending us comments give us review and share our podcast with your fellow podcast lovers make sure you check out the episode show notes or any collaborations we are working with to promote thanks again and we hope you enjoy today's show
1: hey y'all this is Jessie. hi this is helen and we're actually physically together in asian bitches down under <laughs> together in for christmas yes. as all great christmas time events are we're together <laughs> and physically in person um up here on the coast um so this is a very special edition of Asian Bitches Down Under.
0: Yeah, and it's the final episode for, for 2021.
1: 2021, guys. Oh we're gonna just rehash the weird, talk about our favorite books, our TV shows, the the train in the background. Yes, you can hear the Giving train. you yeah the essence of where we are, um, <laughs> atmospheric as we like in this podcast. Um, generally feeling today, it's the 24th. Helen, how are you feeling mm-hmm. mood wise? Okay, firstly,
0: we want to tell our listeners that we're doing the (laughs) re-recording. Because what happened yesterday? Because Jesse failed. (laughs) We recorded separately yesterday and then Jesse's audio file somehow didn't turn up properly. It was just empty. So we decided to re-record today at my place because we're having a family gathering later today. Um, Anyway, so in reflection of 2021, I think we went through a lot of things in the news from the very beginning. You know, we had Grace Tam, Brittany Higgins, you know, the controversial Christian Porter stories and many other... uh, Sexual allegations uh, in Parliament. Big reckonings this year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we had the March for Justice. Yeah. Um, Other social justice events include, uh, you know, the anti-Asian hate...
1: Rallies, um, the yeah.
0: rallies, you know, from US all the way to Australia and also in New Zealand as well. So it has been quite a very busy year for many advocates and activists. Mm. Yeah. And and let's not forget the thing that happened
1: at Washington DC on January 6th, the riots, That's right.
0: mm-hmm. kind yeah. of everything. I
1: I really honestly can't believe that was back in January.
0: Yeah, it's not not very long ago. Yeah. Less than twelve months ago yeah. exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, I think. We are very blessed. I do feel like that we're extremely blessed because there's, you know, we're still here, and both of us haven't got COVID. Yeah, yet. healthy
1: touch wood, <laughs> touch wood, Helen. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of family and friends, a uh, couple um, in our social network, have got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to send a shout out to them that we're they're they're in our thoughts. We'll bring you gifts. I brought a gift to a friend this morning um you know we will do whatever we can to make you feel to make you feel loved and you Mm. know cared for as you isolate but chin up guys chin up as we push through to the to the new year 2022
0: there was a funny meme on social media a couple of weeks ago when you realized 2022 it sounds like like sounds like 20, 2020 20, but two, two as in t-o-o, T-O-O. yeah yeah with shits greek moya
1: going crazy yeah
0: yeah exactly um so what have you been doing in the past few days um, approaching I'm, Christmas wise, yeah, um, doing a lot of yoga. Mm-hmm.
1: I someone sent me an article about meditating during this time of year because uh, uh, apparently a lot of people yeah. get stressed. Exactly. And and what's this thing with like the weird uncle that you have to deal with, like the racist uncle? Oh yeah, it's like what? Yeah. It's like I don't it's, know. It's so weird. But anyway, um, yeah.
0: i kind of. I think of, it happens in like yeah, my of course, sense. absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah, always I mean, a right wing. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) right wing person in every family unfortunately yeah uh yeah I've been trying to just kind of calm down and Mm. um I've been settling into my own rhythm of like just re-evaluating my needs independently of my partner Mm -hmm. which has been really really so fantastic really it's just so nice to just like take a step back and recharge your batteries on your own terms you know and uh and yeah doing a lot of yoga and taking a walk so for instance the other day Mm -hmm. instead of going to book club I ended up because I didn't want to be around people you know risking my chance of COVID Mm -hmm. um I decided to take a walk along the uh, Bondi foreshore walk which was like really 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 soothing heart Mm -hmm. soothing yeah, you, you've done that walk before, right, Helen? Yeah, yeah,
0: I've done that walk before. Yeah, it's before. the
1: sculpture by the sea kind of walk. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. And, and it was outdoors so I felt safe. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just nice to reconnect and go back to, because I spent my uh, mid-twenties in Bondi. I lived there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved yeah. it. It was such a place of independence and new kind of new selfhood and identity for me. Yeah. So it was nice to go back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? How was this week for you as a mother? Well, I think this week has been quite chaotic into, up until yesterday, because I had to, or four hours, our listeners that uh, this year's Christmas our family gathering is um, at my place so I had to get a lot of stuff prepared um, order food and then just get things prepared and how the house cleaned up before everyone arrives and just knows how anxious yeah of <laughs> course fucking obsessed that I am with tidiness yeah so yeah up until yesterday afternoon I was like um, going around picking up food and just trying to Take it slow by the end of the uh, evening because I have to. There, there was some food that I need to prepare before everyone arrives today. Uh, and then this morning, the first thing I did was just to take my dogs out for a walk. Also, yeah. a walk as well because I know that I need to get out of the space here at home. Yeah. I know everything's prepared, so I, there's no point to over worry about a lot of stuff so i just took my dogs out for like almost up into an hour of walk and just by yourself by myself yeah yeah. yeah. do you listen to a podcast while yeah you I, do I listen that? to a podcast oh really nice i know i shouldn't i mean no, the, no, i mean everyone's got different yeah. opinions about when you're doing a walk you listen to music or you listen to yeah. a podcast yeah but sometimes i know that when i need to get just away from a lot of stuff. I don't listen to anything. Like, I just want to be mindful of the space that I'm in with my dog as well. And especially the walk that I have around our local campus is extremely lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But this morning, I really want to listen to a podcast, which was by... I think it was called a uh, co-switch. Yeah, NPR's co-switch. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you you follow that a lot. Yeah, I follow yeah. that because they talk about a lot of things on race yeah. and mixed, you know, identities, cultures. yeah, yeah that's languages. Right. That's right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So it was so nice to listen to it because they did a, a reflection of 2021 of um, uh, sharing what the shows they've been watched, like the producers and the host. And I picked up some of the shows that I have already on my list that I want to watch. During the holidays. like what? I think there's one that I had my ha, I had in mind was the I think it's about like a uh, English band, but it's by all mu- Muslim girls, and the band's name is uh, Lady Parts or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's a punk rock uh, music band by all Muslim girls and they present a lot of satires around religion and racial issues within the lyrics. That sounds so so cool. Yeah, so it sounds so cool that I want to watch that. Yeah. And there's another one, I think it's called Revision or Reversion of Uh Dogs. Uh It's about uh, American natives. I think they were saying that it's almost like a mockumentary. Um, They want to really present the actual images of the... American Indians, rather than how the white societies has always been creating, creating them, you know, on the screen. Yeah, so those are the two shows that I am intending to watch. Over the summer. Over the summer, yeah. The summer, yeah. And
1: speaking of summer projects to mm-hmm. consume, I have three big books on my list. Hannah okay. okay. Yanagara's Paradise, which is her third book, uh, like seven years after A Little Life. Mm-hmm. I think it's seven years, yeah. So A Little Life is obviously one of the, you know, touchstone... Novels of Western culture, every oh, actually global culture. I think it's mm-hmm. been translated into several languages. Have on You've read it, right? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, so I, when I literally just you? went into your teenage. Science. Oh, he's got the. Book. He's got it. Yeah. So I think I and I I went into Luke's bedroom and I <laughs> uh-huh. saw all of my favorite books and I realized oh, yeah. I always yeah, gave my favorite books to Luke. To him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Um, Uh, Paradise is her next novel, which like the whole world is going gaga about. Since you know (laughs) she's such an incredible, incredible writer, writer, um, Korean American, Mm -hmm. Um, and the two other books I need, and and that's like about eight hundred pages, and I need to finish it by January twenty
0: sixth. Oh, and you're doing a review? Yeah, no, I'm doing a radio interview about it. Yeah, so I need Uh to finish that, and
1: then the two other books I need to do are actually not contemporary. Mm -hmm. Um, My Someone very important in my life, who's helping me become a better writer, yes. has told me I really need to write. I need to read these mm-hmm. books um, because it's sort of like really useful in teaching me how to write fiction. Okay. So yeah, they are um, Ralph Ellison's *The Invisible Man*, mm-hmm. which was I think published in the early f- '30s or '40s, so okay. old, long time ago. And then the other one is Henry James's *Taming of Not um, Portrait of a Lady*. Uh
0: okay. Yeah. Are they both
1: written by By white no, no, sorry, one's black one by black guy. Henry uh-huh. James, obviously a white dude. But yeah. um but I'm really looking forward to it because oh I don't know, I feel like I'm saying this just because I need to psych myself up for uh-huh. it. But um this person who recommended me write, read these books, she knows that ninety nine percent of what I consume is nonfiction. Yeah. So she so it's so hard for me to not read nonfiction. Yeah. Because I just I'm such a voracious reader. I mm-hmm. want to just like yeah. pick out like you like i just want to know about the world that's right um yeah. so it's hard for me to like leave my non-fiction books to the side mm. and pick up fiction, fiction. and but the
0: fictions usually needs to be really attractive yeah like uh, you don't want to read something that's I know. really dull and boring yeah, stories. Exactly. but a- yeah. absolutely will not will guarantee i won't be bored by these three authors okay yanagara ellison and henry james do you james. know anything about the plots of the invisible man <sighs> Um, I is don't. It, is it the the
1: depth? It's, no, no, it, it's, it's not. not nothing no, got to do with no, the movie. movie. No, okay. no. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's called An Invisible Man or The okay. Invisible. Man. But um, I don't know the plot. But it's uh-huh. a, I know it's about a bit about race, obviously. All right. And what okay. it means okay. to be a black man and also okay. jazz. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's about jazz as okay. well, which makes me excited.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. that's understandable. I, I can kind of like I can kind of see how the turn invisible man yeah. comes about yeah. for, for from someone who is like a black yes. person, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah okay. Um, should we get on to our reviews of uh, this year's shows, movies, and the books, books that yeah. we've consumed? Helen,
1: let's start with you.
0: Okay, should what, we do... What we should, would you like to start with? I think we'll do the books first. Okay,
1: yes. That's what <laughs> I get most
0: excited about. <laughs> um, this year, I've... Because of our lockdown in winter and also the just the uncertainty around a lot of stuff that we couldn't travel a lot of places. So I do feel like this year I've consumed a lot more books in any past of the years I have been. Yeah. I think it was like, I've got a list in my diary. <gasps> do you
1: actually keep a list? Yeah, I, I keep a list. You know, every <laughs> single January, January yeah. 1st, I, I start a notebook that okay. has like books Read in for the following year, yeah, and I start it. And then I, after the fifth book, I just don't go back to it. Oh, I don't really? know why, I
0: don't know what's oh, wrong with me. I just okay. like
1: don't keep it, but it's good. How many books have you, I ca- think, tallied?
0: I, I think I've read at least 20 books this year. Wow, that's amazing. In, com- in the combination between English and Chinese, but obviously, okay. I've read English more. Mm. My I going to divide it into like fiction, fiction and non fiction, yeah. actually, the top three non that I enjoyed a lot were firstly um, Brave New Human by Sarah Tingle of course because I've talked so much about (laughs) the unbelievable reproductive industry that I'm actually seeing from coming up from this book that I never really thought about it the explorative of uh, the explorativeness from the medical industry and the desire of human wants to reproduce and the moral and the ethical um, discussions around, yeah, it, around it just, what it
1: means there's yeah. i mean that's like you said there's so much space for exploitation because, that's right because yeah. whenever it comes to human desire and what could be more kind of like visceral mm-hmm. and and kind of powerful than the need to to recreate, recreate yeah, yeah, yeah to like yeah. have
0: offsprings that's right yeah oh, yeah it, it's i don't know like because i and blessed enough that I can have kids. You conceive naturally. Yeah, I conceive naturally. So I can't judge for the of the people that who are having difficulties who conceive. So I'm sure that there are people you know struggles through to have kids in our world. Um, the next book is Girlhood by Melissa Fee Boss, and I've spoke a lot of times over um, several podcast episodes as well. It's such a wonderful book i just really want everyone and especially girls and women really need to read this book girlhood because uh melissa should write about a lot of issues about how society has been establishing the image of female and how we actually see ourselves and how often that females have been brainwashed since you know very young age to conform into that narratives of um pleasing male gaze yeah 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 i yeah, think that's the that's the sentence that yeah, yeah, yeah yeah pleasing
1: the male gaze and making that the most important thing that's right yeah in our lives and
0: actually you know never really prioritize our own comfortability or needs yeah or need or desires that's right yeah and one of the um chapter that i keep referring back is cons- it's about consent as well yeah and how often that female females have Find a difficulty to say no yes, not only yes. in a lot of stuff mm. but about physical touches as yeah, well. Yeah, you know this is this is this kind of discussion really extends to rape culture, yeah. to you know, um, to marriage, yeah, to, to marriage and childbearing, well. yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I want to just re-emphasize again in the chapter she's um, really actually discussed about consent. She yeah. puts the focus back onto female bodies on ourselves. Um, by sharing her experience of going to this um, cuddle party, party cuddle party, where, yes, yes, sorry. yeah, where she, you know, was going to a place and the purpose was to give hugs to other people in strangers, strangers and yep. embrace them in all sorts of positions on the sofa, on the bed, on the on the floor. But one thing what is different is that they always had to ask consent. Yeah, and you get to choose whether or not that you're okay to give this person a hug yeah so that was a learning process (laughs) for her just is just just waiting to Another family family member who's arrived so the essence of the party or the purpose of the party is that actually you know you learn to say no when you don't feel comfortable or when you just don't want to give a hug to that mm. person yeah so that was such an you know it's a revelation for a lot of people because i think for women we, it's we need to unlearn what we a lot of told. the things yeah, yeah that patriarchy has taught us that's right yeah um i just want to quickly mention the mm. fictions that i've read this uh this year that i thoroughly enjoyed first one is breast and eggs uh the stolen bicycle and the last one i've, I've read a couple of the non uh, the fictions but I picked uh, this one, the Chinese one, Fang Siki's Julian Le Yuan mm. by Lin Han, mm. which is roughly translated to Fang Siqi's Paradise of First Love. Or first, Paradise of First, first of, Love. Yeah, first Love. First Love, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is written by the now sadly passed away Lin Han, the Chinese writer who um, took her own life when she was... Uh, 27. Tw- 27? Yeah, very young. Yeah, very young. So it's almost like a memoir about how she her experience uh during like from 13 up into before going to uni that mm. she was sexually abused by mm. she thought she was in love with this yeah. person yeah. which is basically uh, but who was grooming her yeah the who teacher. was grooming her who was a teacher yeah, yeah. There's a lot of controversy surrounding this book. That's why, at the moment, it hasn't been really translated yeah, to English. Yeah, but yeah. I'm hoping in the future that it can be translated into English because there's so much things about grooming and the power dynamics in sexual relationships that people really need to, you know, see in our society. Yeah. Okay, so that's it from me. Um, what are your 2021 books, Yes. Jess? Um, I think I just have two really big mm-hmm. ones to speak about, um...
1: Rachel Cusk's second place which is like um, I actually haven't ever read any Rachel Cusk this is my first Rachel Cusk and so like um, it's a book of fiction Mm -hmm. it's very slim Mm -hmm. Um, it's very clean simple easy stories Um, sorry sorry very clean easy sentences yes that um, kind of depict the life of a woman who is trying to basically she has started like she's an artist comes to live with her Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like the power relations and dynamics about um what it means to be an artist what it means to be a woman and she does Mm -hmm. it with so much poise so much poise that it's it's extraordinary to read her writing obviously Mm -hmm. honestly and the other favorite book of the year for me was Intimacies by Katie Kudamura, which (laughs) <laughs> when I read it, I was just like bowled over because I'm um, the Katie Kitamura. I came to her a few, few years ago mm-hmm. after I read her book, A Separation, mm-hmm. one of my favorite books. Um, she has the most exquisite way of writing that's like clean yes, that's and right. very like deceptively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the book is follows the story, Intimacies follows the story um, of a translator, in an interpreter yeah, yeah, at, yeah, in the, the Hague. Hague in the criminal courts Mm -hmm. there and sort of the way in which she just the whole book she's pregnant with uncertainty you know like not knowing whether the guy she's seeing is actually with her Mm -hmm. not knowing whether you know the translation interpreting she's doing is you know what it means for her like ethically what it means because Uh the stories that she's translating in the court and the testimonies that she's hearing from people are so harrowing and like so heavy and I just like I just I completely just think it's one of the best books I've ever read like Mm -hmm. not even just this year the best one of the best books ever yeah
0: I think her writing is very straightforward Mm -hmm. like for for myself and I think it's very easy to read for the fact that because it's just so smooth
1: yeah and her
0: writing styles that um I think I mentioned before in our previous episodes that the conversations that she write between people you think that you will lost in kind of the way that she structures her writing but no you actually understand uh, and i feel like there's a lot of writers like this kind of technique and skill is not something that everyone would have oh it's my god so amazing yeah.
1: like i said it's deceptive how easy it, it looks easy but it's actually
0: so fucking hard mm-hmm. you know yeah it's yeah. so hard it's an amazing book yeah okay should we start with you on the 2021 movies okay yeah i
1: i think i only have like two to mention and one of them wasn't even released in 2021 although i saw it in 2021 Mm -hmm. my partner said he went to take us to a movie on date night a few months ago and Mm -hmm. we went to see the father anthony hopkins which Uh i think he won the oscar for last year uh, yeah, I for thought best was actor,
0: the best actress. Wasn't the best actress? What was her name? Though? Olivia like, Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Was she, did she, did she, win she I don't I know. Think she won I don't or
1: know. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I know Anthony Hopkins won best actor for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically based on a play. It's based yeah, on a theater yeah. play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, when plays get taken onto the movie it can be a really hard thing to do compellingly but this movie was one of the best and one of the saddest movies I've ever seen period so just like prepare yourself (laughs) Uh but it's like basically about the story of a woman taking care of her Alzheimer's father Mm -hmm. it's so sad Um, but like seriously one of the best things I've ever seen Um, and my favourite movie this year probably was the most recent movie I saw um, Candyman oh yeah yeah. Uh um, which is like a kind of a reboot from the 1992 version um, this version is directed by a 22-year-old, or 20 sorry, 32-year-old, Mia yeah. DeCosta. Um, yeah, 22 year <laughs> my And Jordan Peele is one of the yeah. producers. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very good horror. And I don't usually like horror. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Jordan
0: one, Peele does so well.
1: Yes, it, it's actually sense, not yeah. like gruesomely, horrifyingly terrifying. Uh-huh. Um, but this one was one of my... Like it's just so good about race and like yeah, whiteness. Yeah, yeah. I know.
0: And, I know. like. It gets under your skin. It really does. <laughs> it
1: really does. Wait, have you seen it? I haven't, okay. but I know Jordan I Peele's love, work.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, I really okay. need you to watch it. Yeah, because I like, want the white people to watch you, it. Yeah. Did you watch Us? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, and what's the other? Get like, out. Get out. So, Wait, yeah, you haven't you, seen Get Out. I haven't seen it. Oh, I've, I've seen the trailer. You are like the only
1: person on this planet who hasn't seen Get Out. I'm serious.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen those. Okay. How about you? For me, there are several movies on my list. Uh, Firstly, uh, Little Big Woman. Uh, The Chinese name is Gu Wei. It's a Chinese movie about a family, well, a family of four daughters and a single mom and the journey through kind of Confronting the dying father who has never been at home. Mm. Yeah, and you kind of explore and follow the family of finding out the truth why the father never can come back because of the, a lot of the social pressures around his behaviors of seeing a woman outside of marriage or borrowing money from the relatives. So it's quite complicated within the Taiwanese society that, you know, I think if you're talking about patriarchy, the constraints for a lot of men that they need to provide for the family the pressure that they have to endure for the pretty much the rest of their life when they starting to have a family um in taiwan it's a lot more bigger because they are essentially asking there's a lot more demand for men now not because that it hasn't been it's because that women are seeking more um equality yeah 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 so if woman can work well at home and also workplace why can we not have that for men as well so you know i guess a lot of men can find it hard to have that transition in steps mm. especially like intergenerational yeah. if they haven't seen that their father have done that yeah, yeah it will yeah, be exactly. harder for the younger generation yeah so Lee to big woman it, i think it's still on netflix so i highly recommend that book uh, sorry highly recommend that movie other movies I really enjoyed this year, Thunder Force. Yes, <laughs> with Melissa
1: McCarthy and Octavia Spencer.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's such a f- uh, interesting movie to watch because you never really see a middle aged, kind of plus size yeah. woman yeah. and the woman of color yeah, exactly. in the main role yeah, for yeah, exactly. any of the movies yeah, yeah. in the Hollywood movies. Yeah, I know. And as a hero. Yeah, as, well, as a superhero. As a superhero. I remember yeah. writing
1: a piece about how important that movie was for mm-hmm. Women's Agenda. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like, my, my daughter watched that and she enjoyed it. She said oh, yeah. it was so because funny and there's a scientist as well. Yeah,
1: and Octavia Spencer's daughter is, like, this amazingly smart woman. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know... Sorry, you have teenager. The, you, you have a um, model that is yeah. set for all the girls out there. I think more movies like this should be made in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. But unfortunately, as yes, we know that, you know, it's always it's down to the money the, the box office again that what people really want to see or what actually Hollywood can produce so if we if they want to invest more money into movies like such you know we need to really as you know as audience you really need to put your minds into watching these kind of movies like for example in Netflix I'm so sure there's algorithms
1: exactly yeah absolutely onto the,
0: on the streamer yeah. on the stream platforms to calculate what kind of movies are more popular um, other two movies I enjoy watching, White Tiger. I mm-hmm. um, don't want to go into too much details about it because um, I will highly recommend everyone to listen to another a, a podcast called, um, I think it's called Where the Fuck Is My Popcorn or something like that. Mm. They had a, a brilliant review on the White Tiger. So it's almost about the caste system and the conflict confrontation between different castes in India. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: right. Um, it's such a good movie and it's very confrontant it's very confronting as well. You have yeah. seen the differences, mm, the mm. disparities of the socioeconomics even in, you know, countries like in India. Yeah. Uh, finally just said that this is not a 2021 movie but promising young woman. Oh, yes. uh, again, it's such made it such a big impact. I know what's going to happen in the movie, but yeah. I think a lot of people has been kind of shocked. To see this movie yeah. finally come out because yeah. we never really have a genre like that before yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and finally what about TV shows I think I okay, can only really speak to two obviously um, the reboot of Sex and the City and Just uh-huh. Like That um, one yeah. of the cultural touchstones really and um, the most exciting event of the year for me personally mm-hmm. was um, seeing it come back like <laughs> okay. maybe two weeks ago yeah oh just it just means so much to me especially since I see it with my best friends so mm-hmm. like it's such a massive event for me um, yeah. and it's great to see it come back and to see women in their 50s mm-hmm. you know living yeah. their lives and kind of connecting on a very like their female friendships are the yes. force that bind them you know mm-hmm. um, and obviously I mean I, I won't I'll just name it and then leave it take a step back because I don't need to say anything else but <laughs> Squid Game yes
0: Squid Games, yes. yeah there's like a uh, huge universal turning oh absolutely um trend for everyone and yep. especially like Asians in the Western world who like everyone's yes, like beans. oh my god finally yeah, everyone exactly. the white people are actually talking about Asian yeah. productions yeah. shows yeah exactly yeah okay. how about you Helen uh, for me the chair is definitely oh, the, yes. my favorite one <laughs> uh, what drew me to watch this show is of course Sandra Oh and she does so well in this show and really reflects on the fucking reality of how female readers, uh, female leadership has always been that's it you know uh female leaders are always being put onto a position of power but because the institution is crumbling yes. that's why they put them there and kind of giving the excuse to the society saying that oh yeah here we go you know we finally have a uh, female leader let's see how, how well she will be doing in the future but unfortunately it's like uh, almost like it's almost like a always a cl- glass cliff for them mm, i mm. think because um, they usually female leaders are taking blame for a lot of things they have to take responsibility for shits that she didn't do herself mm, mm. and usually taking accountability for white men yeah, like yeah. what we see in the the chair yeah, yeah. and i love how sandra o oh just her acting is just so amazing yeah, and yes. she does the chaotic expression yes, so well. Yeah, yeah,
1: She's one of yeah. the best actors, I think, yeah.
0: around. Yeah. So Squid Game is on my list as well. And lastly, I want to mention Creamery, 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 I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, so it's on SBS. And what I love about this show is because uh, it's uh, not a whole, not a full Asian female cast, but the Asians in this show are the main characters. So we follow three Asian women in, I, I presume it's in New Zealand because the production is um, New Zealander. And it's set in a, like a dystopian universe where all the men die, <laughs> like they die from a, certain, a, a strange virus. Right. And then 20 years later, we see this kind of cult happening mm. where you have a white woman as a leader, but she gets, she has the power to decide who gets impregnated by the Siemens that been been saved right, before right, these fires right, happen yeah. and all these three women one of them it's almost like a very um rebellious and um how do i put it a very rebellious kind of a, a girl no a, girl, a woman who is a lesbian, and she's saying that? What does she? What does a white woman get to decide who gets pregnant? You know, it's yeah, not yeah. fair. I exactly. think like that. Yeah. So she's trying to rebel against the, the system, and then they found out that oh, not all the men has died. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, you know, if all the semen like the. <laughs> it's so funny if I say. This. All the semen that have been used in the past twenty years, they will, they will be pretty much depleted. But yeah. why do they still have the stock coming in? Yeah, right, in? right, right. So they found out that it's, uh, um, there's actually, you know, men were kept kept in as a as prisoners being wow. Like, um, I love this extracting the yeah. semen yeah. in the very. <laughs> there will be a there will be a scene that you see, um, pretty kind of inhuman. I I don't want to like okay. describe it to you, okay. but I encourage everyone to. S- watch it um some critics have said that it's almost as a reverse handmaiden oh yeah right right okay so it's a brilliant show season two is coming up uh season two is coming out next year and i believe is currently airing in on hulu yeah so highly recommended creamery yeah okay so
1: yeah wow that wraps up our favourites of the year. Yeah. Final words for as we launch into the twenty twenty two, Helen. What are mm. you what's your state of mind?
0: I just think that I'm hoping that everything will be better next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
1: what else can we do? Hope, right? Yeah, that's just right. Just keep staying strong guys. Yeah. Um stick together with your family, your friends. Um and for all those girls out there, especially the women, especially the women of colour, hang on to your own desires. Um don't be apologetic about it. This is mm. what we're all about here at Asian Bitches Down Under reevaluate who you are and really just like put don't be don't apologize for putting yourself first
0: yeah that's right yeah put yourself in priority before we go um should we talk about joan didion i think uh, oh yeah. yeah so
1: joan didion um died in the last 24 hours um i i Really, I'm, I think I'm still processing it, Helen. I don't think I can speak about it because it's okay. quite devastating for me. Yeah,
0: it is very devastating because you mentioned her in our um, episodes before. Mm. and You yep. read most of the book. And only this morning that I found out she's a screenplayer for one yeah. of the movies that I cry so much. What was the movie? Um, oh, yes. too Close and Personal. Personal, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. That's the first movie I bore my eyes out when I was like traveling to Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah Back in ninety six. For all
1: those stands, you stood by me. For For all all the music. The truth How can you not cry? You yeah. For all and
0: the, joy. I've noticed, the movies that she picked up. There was another movie, uh the seventies style the star is born oh yeah yeah she wrote that
1: barbara streisand
0: yeah the barbara streisand version where um you know there's varieties of versions of that movie yeah but that's the feminist one that's a feminist one and i found that um two movies have something in common that uh it's about how woman is kind of coming to in terms of their own abilities in their career path and then the man is becoming yeah. weaker. Yes, yes, isn't yes. It, I don't even want to use the word yeah, weaker. No, no, you, like and being then, less relevant. Yeah, being less yeah. relevant and how the relationship yeah. works out yeah. in that, you know. Yeah, I thought well, that, usually
1: it usually doesn't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like Bradley Klupat literally killed himself.
0: <laughs> I think we need to have an episode on that because yeah. just, I just thought yeah. of something that happened to me recently around my circle, sh- social circle, and I just thought that this is such a big topic that we really need to talk yeah, about yeah. when women become sec- more successful than their male partners. Yeah. How what happens to the relationship? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah okay. Let's do it
0: okay so that's the end of our episode remember to subscribe to our um, podcast on spotify google and apple remember to give us a five-star rating and we welcome listeners to send us your feedbacks or any topics you like us to explore check out updates on socials and make sure you share with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of asian beaches down under and let's continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry so that's it from us 2021 guys stay safe yeah stay safe never never back down (laughs) (laughs) Girls rule! We'll chat to you next year! Bye. Bye!